Welcome to the final episode of season two of Confessions of a Christian Girl. Today I have with me Amber Roberts. She's a wife, she's a mother, she's a serial entrepreneur. Um, She's also a pastor here in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I couldn't end this season without bringing on my dear friend to share her testimony and to encourage those who might be listening. So I'm going to step out of the way and let Amber share her story. Amber? Hey, thank you so much for um, that introduction and just for having me on another episode. I always love when we can come together and just um, just talk about God, have fun while walking in purpose at the same time. And so um, I'm uh, a wife of 16 years uh, with five kids, and um, yet I was born with sickle cell anemia, which is a, a hereditary blood disease. And um, throughout my life, having to have hospital visits, um, having to, uh, you know, not know what's around the corner um, with my condition, being great one second and screaming in pain the next moment. And yet and still, I just chose life. Um, It's one of the uh, things that, you know, can really, really uh, cripple people and really cause them to just really walk in despair when you are dealing with this particular type of condition. But it was when I gave my life to um, God, November 3rd, 2001, it was at that moment that I knew that there was pain, there was purpose in my pain, that I was just not just um, sent on the earth to suffer, but that God wanted to use my suffering Uh, for his glory. And it was when I said yes to that, that um, I was able to really, um, you know, manage my condition to a way where when they said not to have any kids, I had five. I gave birth to five kids out of my stomach. I had them by cesarean section, but they are my children. And I went through pregnancy with each and every one of them. And so I just thank God that you know, my life is a miracle. It's a miracle. And each and every one of my children are, are, are a miracle in that I did not allow um, sickle cell to be my life. But I um, used it that, uh, you know, I used it as a way to say, OK, you know, I can still live and I can still, uh, you know, have purpose in this life in spite of pain, whereas sometimes, you know, pain can cause us to really just, uh, you know, be stagnant. But I was like, well, I don't want to feel sorry for myself. I don't want to feel sorry, um, you know, for the hand that I was dealt. But I understood that God, you know, he he went before me. He knew the path that I would take. And so with that, I just have been determined to walk in that purpose. And that includes being a pastor of Vision City Church. That includes being a wife to uh, DJ Roberts and a mom to five kids, also owning my own um, businesses. And God has given me the strength for the journey each and every step. What do you say to those who don't have that maturity or I don't even say maturity, but have that level of optimism um, in regards to dealing whatever it is um, that they're dealing with? You know, because you talked about making a decision and saying, hey, I'm just going to still live life. I'm going to make the best of it. What do you say to those who are not yet there or don't even think that that's a possibility? Well, 
for me, um, it was really a mindset, you know, because I had also dealt with this condition before I got saved, before I gave my, my life to God. And, you know, it's really a different conversation when you're speaking with someone that is um, not a Christian and you're speaking to someone that's uh, that is. And I would first and I like to always speak to both because each person is on their own path and on their own journey. And I would say to the one that is not a Christian that the only way that you can find purpose in your pain is through um, giving your life to Christ, you know, being able to lay down your suffering at his feet and then allowing him to renew your mind, you know, when it comes to this life, understanding that, you know, this life that we're in, it's not normal. It was never normal for sickness. It was never normal for disease. It was never normal for death. But because sin entered into the world, this is the life that we're at. This is where we're at. And so um, I had to realize that it wasn't until I gave my life to God that I decided to live. I didn't, and I knew that by giving him my life, that I was not going to only live after this life, but I was going to live in this life, that I wasn't going to just exist, that I wasn't going to just suffer. And then I would speak to the person that is a Christian that has found themselves dealing with uh, suffering and they still cannot, you know, really wrap their mind around it. Because even though we're Christians and even though we give our life to God, doesn't mean that everything's okay now. But really getting before God and allowing him to speak to our hearts to understand really what suffering is and really understanding his scriptures. And so for me, I would say, you know, if I was if I was the same person years ago that I was talking to, I would say, trust God with your pain because, you know, he know the path that you would take and you have to choose life. You know, we can choose to exist. A lot of us choose to exist. And you and you can make it, but we have to make a choice and say, okay, am I going to live or am I going to exist? And then some of us even have to make a choice whether we want to live or die, because a lot of times people in their suffering, they give up. But I really, truly believe that it's a mindset. It doesn't say that, you know, when I when I'm going through like and I'm in the middle of the hospital and I'm screaming in pain, I'm not like, oh, I want to live. This is great. This is lovely. No. I have to go into my well, which has been filled up with prayer, has been filled up with the word to begin to say, okay, this and speak the word against the enemy. But if I don't have that, if I don't have that well, if I don't have that arsenal to pull from, then I'm going to be sucked into the enemy's mindset, the enemy's um, devices and what he wants me to believe in the situation I'm in. And I'm going to, my mind's going to shift to that and so for me i just literally had made up in my mind and yet i said it's a mindset i said my pain is my when i'm in pain look for my assignment you know and so really you have to trust the lord you have to say god and for those that are struggling you can say lord you know i believe but help my unbelief he made room for that he made provision for that he made provision for the fact that yeah i believe but there's still some unbelief because i'm not feeling this I'm sitting here suffering. I'm sitting here being mistreated by these doctors. I feel like that this is it for me. My kids are going to be left without a mom. My hu my husband's going to be left without a wife. You know, but I have to begin to um, turn that mindset around and say, no, 
You know what I'm saying? And it became an anger towards the enemy. Sometimes we're getting mad at the wrong source. We're getting mad at God. We're getting mad at people around us. But we have to say, no, you know what, devil? I'm mad at you. And I'm going to take it out on you. I'm going to take it out on you. you. And so for me, I came to the conclusion that as long as I'm in pain, I'm going to look for my assignment. And as long as you afflict me, devil, then I'm going to afflict you in your kingdom. And I'm coming to tear your kingdom down. So as long as I'm in this hospital, I would literally say, as long as I'm in this hospital, I'm going to prophesy and preach to everybody that walked through the door. And I just, I, and I was able to do that. And I always do it to this day because I feel like, you know, I'm not going to allow, you know, the enemy to try to get me to feel like I'm not perfect. I'm not here for a purpose and that my suffering is in vain. One of the things that you talked about was looking for your assignment in the midst of your pain. Can you go ahead and talk a little bit about that? Well, I feel like because God's word says that all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord and have been called according to um, his purpose. And so I believe that that means because I truly believe it, I don't just read it, but because I purposed in my heart to believe it, then that means while I'm sitting here suffering, there's purpose behind it. There's something that God wants to do, whether it's through me, through the revelations that he gives me while I'm in the hospital or whether it's through someone else. So like to give you an example, when I was in the hospital um, one time, I said, okay, I'm here. I'm not here just to, you know, kick up dust and suffer. What, what, why am I here? Who do I need to speak to? Who do I need to, um, you know, hear from God about? So I literally say, okay, God, show me my assignment. Show me why, what is it that you will have me to do while I'm here? And so God began to speak to me about a nurse that had really been treated me super wrong. She was very mean to me, very nasty. And he began to speak to me about her, you know. And of course, like I said, it takes maturity because you definitely, you know, your flesh be wanting to rise up and cuss somebody out. Just be just being real. And so I had to choose because what we don't realize is everything is a choice. I had to choose uh to, to, to listen to God. And so he began to show me and reveal some things to me about this nurse. And so when the next time she came in there, I began to speak to her and I began to, and I asked her, can I pray for her? And she looked at me like, are you serious? You're sitting up here suffering, crying and you want, you want to pray for me. But she reluctantly said, yes. And I began to speak to her and I began to reveal to her the things that God was showing me. She began to cry and she began to pour out about her husband that was stuck, I believe it was in the Philippines. And um, she hadn't had sleep in um, like a whole week. And so literally through that, the next day, she leaves to go home. She come back. I'm still, I'm still in pain, still, still crying, still suffering. But God will give me the strength. And that's how I know it's God because in the middle of me praying, in the middle of me prophesying, it was like, I don't feel anything. It's just like nothing while I'm doing it. And then the next day she came back and let me know that she, it was the first time that she had slept a sound sleep in a week. And, you know, so that's just an, a, one example of the many times that I've looked for my assignment, look for why I'm here. What am I doing here? And you know what I mean? How can I give the enemy a black eye? I want to go ahead and ask this question. And, and it's kind of an ugly question and maybe it's a little petty, but I, I sincerely want to know, how do you deal with the comparison of pain? You know, you live on a daily basis um, with sickle cell. And sometimes it's easy to kind of undermine other people's issues or what they're going through because it's like you have this long-term 
kind of over your head scenario where sometimes you just kind of see people complain about just the smallest minute things and I don't know about you but I know sometimes in my heart I'm just like you don't got real problems like relax how do you deal with that um and 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 be positive and be optimistic one of the things that I've learned and it's something that I thank God that I do not do that um, because I learned that um, God is acquainted with every every one of our pain, issues, concerns, you know, and I feel like you can, your pain is your pain. What affects you is what affects you. I cannot minimize um, someone that broke a leg versus me in their complaining versus me who had to suffer in the hospital for a week nonstop, no pain relief. I can't compare that because their pain is their pain. And I, and I don't, and I really can't honestly answer how it is like that, that I don't look at it or view it that way because I realize too, that I'm petty at times. You know what I'm saying? Like I realized too, that I, I may, you know, I, I didn't even want to get, I don't even like shots. And they're looking at me like, how do you not like shots? And you're scared of shots when you get 17 sticks of IVs before, you know, I don't know. It's just, you know, so I'm like, I can't really, it's just like everybody is everybody. What affects someone is what affects them. And that may be the very thing that may, that may push them over the edge, but it may seem small to me, but it's big to them. And when you understand that there's things in life that you've been through where it may seem small to someone else, but you know it's big to you and it matters to you, you know, then it's like, you. I just don't have that mindset. I, I, and I, don't, I really can't explain it. I just truly believe that it's the Holy Spirit, you know, and, and I really honestly also feel like it's the mantle that God has on my life as far as the role that I play in being a pastor because it's like he allows me to be compassionate. He allows me to minister to someone who has cheated on a wife 20 times but still not look at them any different. Being able to have the gift of understanding who that person is beyond what I see, beyond what they portray, beyond what they do. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect or I get it right every single time, you know, but I do know that in the area of suffering, um, I don't minimize anyone's pain because, hey, if it hurts you, it hurts you. If you stub your toe and you screaming and crying, hey, that hurts, <laughs> you know? So I, I don't, I really can't say, you know, specifically how I came to this place. I just know that I'm here. And I truly believe in that, um, too. When we talk about maturity, you know, I've been, I've gave my life to Christ November 3rd, 2001, which is a long time ago. I don't even know anymore. What year are we in? 20? So it's going on 20 years. Um, and so what we have to realize, it's a cultivated relationship, a cultivated mindset. It didn't just happen overnight. I didn't just get to this place overnight. I still have my struggles. You know, I still have my t- moments when I'm like, God, you said you were going to heal me. When's it coming? You know, I'm waiting. Like, you know, I still have those moments. But when you've been through what I've been through or when you've been through what you've been through and you understand the God that you serve and what he's done before and you when you understand he never changes, then that's the strength you lean into. You lean into that. 
and you keep on resting on that promise. And so, like, I really truly believe it does come with just maturity. It comes with seeing him give me five kids. The same faith that I have now, five kids later, I didn't have at kid one, you know. But when I see him do it time and time and time again, I'm like, wow, what kind of God is this, you know? And oh, I do get mad when I'm ang when I'm hungry. So very upset. When I tell you all of our graces are absolutely different, I listen, I am not disagreeing with you. When I'm hungry and, and tired, leave me alone. <laughs> but anyways, I'm gonna end this episode with this question and I think it's a really important one. I think it's safe to say that your suffering um has brought you closer to God. But what about that person where they're struggling to survive? They're struggling to manage whatever scenario they're in and they don't feel like they're struggling and they're striving and they're fighting is not bringing them closer to God. What advice can you give them? Surrender your, your, your pain, surrender your anger, um, surrender your right, surrender, surrender it. Because at the end of the day, you know, being mad will keep you stuck. And we have to understand, do we want to stay stuck or do we want to be free? And um, I just believe that life is about choices and it's given to each and every one of us. Um, it says time and chance happens to everyone. And so I believe that um, at the point of your surrenderance, then can come uh, that peace in the middle of the suffering where God can begin to reveal, reveal to you, you know, this path that he has you on. And um, also, I would also say too that there is also a season where you can be angry. You can be upset. You can be frustrated. And God allows room for that. God allows room for us to be angry. You know, he allows room for us to, you know, just really just, you know, go through that to cry, to scream. But he, but the, the main thing is don't stay stuck there. Don't stay stuck there so that way the enemy can use that for his glory. So it's just a matter of choice. Who's glory? Who do you want to get the glory out of your suffering and your pain? God or the devil? Because he's going to use it. The devil, the same way God can use it, is the same way the enemy can use it. Because his his purpose is to kill, steal, and destroy. And if we allow him to do that through our suffering, because we've turned away from, you know, the purpose of God because of it, and we've turned away from God because of it, oh, he's going to he's standing by to use it. So it's really about surrendering and which one you're going to surrender to. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you and we praise you because you're an all-knowing God. You're an all-seeing God. You are the Alpha and the, and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Nothing catches you by surprise. And so we thank you, Father God, that you sent your son on the cross to die for us to, to so that way we can be, Father God, redeemed back to you. And so we thank you, God, that even though life in life we have suffering, in life we have pain, disease, and death. We thank you, Father God, that you've come to give life. You've come, oh God, to give to breathe life into us and that more abundantly. And we thank you right now for those that are listening that may be going through suffering, that may be going through pain and may not understand. But we thank you, Father God, for your peace that you're going to begin to cover them with that will surpass all understanding. God, I pray that you begin to illuminate your purpose to them, that you begin to illuminate, Father God, to them why they are here why they are suffering, and even to know that it was never your will that we would suffer. But we thank you, God, that because of 
your sacrifice, your son, God, that we can have peace in the middle of the suffering. We can have joy in the middle of the suffering and understand that our purpose still remains regardless of what we are going through, Father God. And so I pray that you would give them, uh, just overshadow them with your love. Allow them to feel it and understand and know that you'll never leave them nor forsake them, that you are in the valley, you're on top of the mountain, and you are in between, and you never fail, you've never lost a battle. And so we thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, you can find me on Facebook under Love Amber Company, Love Amber CO. Also, the pastor of Vision City Church, V-I-S-Z-I-O-N, City Church here in Charlotte, um, North Carolina. You can find me on Instagram at Love Amber Co. as well. Amber, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. Um, I know that this is not a topic that you lead with. You do so much for your community. You do so much for your family and those around you. And you are absolutely a blessing. And I can personally attest to that. Well, you guys, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, this is the end of season two. We got 10 episodes in. Thank you all for hanging in there with me. And I'm going to catch you next season.